to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook, the Marvel Universe, with guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is a lovely Lindsay. Hey, I'm back. What's up? Back so, again. This week is Black Death. Bum, bum, bum. We're talking about three dead characters with a black prefix. Uh, well, they're all white, so I was going to say three black characters, but that doesn't technically like. translate <laughs> the white sentence-wise. Yeah. yeah. But but yeah, uh, and two of them are technically legacy heroes, so they have okay. the same name. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, so yeah. So the first person we're going to be talking about is Black Knight 1. Black Knight 1? Yes. So, so I imagine this is with a K. Yes. Okay. What do you think Black Knight is? Oh. Black Knight with a K um, rides a horse um, that is also a skeleton, a skeleton horse. Um, he His main weapon is like a flaming sword. And um, he has a cape. Uh, I mean, he does have a cape. <laughs> Not as much as with skeletons or anything. Oh, no skeletons. But he's pretty, but, you know, he's, he's, he's pretty good. Pretty good for the most part. Okay. Oh, oh he does have a sword, though. He's got um, a red cape. He's got fancy boots, like pirate boots or whatever. That, oh, they have Yeah, yeah little... they have pirate boots. Arr. They have little um, uh, wingy type things, like he's almost like the Flash or something. Oh, the those boots. are like stirrups. Oh, he's got stirrups. Um, he's got a massive belt type thing around his tunic, which is black, um, and his, uh, what do you say, insignia, I guess, is like a bird or a butterfly of sorts in a circle on his chest. And he's got a Zoro-type mask. Yeah, so, like, he uh, he also has a helmet that, that the, like, the top of it has, like, a bird on it as well. <laughs> he, like, loves birds. I mean, he really loves birds, and you know what? I, I mean, he's wrong. <laughs> but I, I, I don't, you know, I don't fault him. Yeah, that's means. fine. I, I like cats, you know, he can like birds, I guess. Yeah, except they're they're not real, and they're all drones made by the government to spy on us. So you know, it's you know, it's whatever. <laughs> oh yes, I was trying to see if I could find the um, the Black Knight series that he's in because it's a five issue thing. His real name is Sir Percy of Scandia. Scandia. Yeah, and his occupation is Knight of the Round Table of King Arthur Pendragon. Oh. Yep. Is this like a adaptation of something that was actually written about before then? Mm. Like, because I know that there was like a Green Knight. No. Okay. No, nah, it's just um, they wanted to they they wanted to do throw this. King Arthur in there. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. His identity was secret. He was a knight in citizen of the, of England. I uh, had no former aliases. 
His place of birth was Camelot Castle, England, and his place of death was Garrett Castle, England. So, he, yeah, okay. And Lindsay, I, I know even though you didn't uh, swing this way, he is married. So just in case. <laughs> j- just <laughs> I, I was drawn to those boots, so, but that's all right. That's all right. Okay. <laughs> also, he's dead. Also, he's dead. For, for, for a long time. <laughs> Like, <laughs> he was one of uh, King Arthur's knights, so. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of not, not, you know, not alive. That's also <laughs> another thing. Um, so his known relatives is King Arthur Pendragon, a distant cousin, okay. Lady Rosemond, his wife deceased, Garrett, uh, well, Nathan Garrett, a, des- a descendant also dead. And Dane Whitman, also a descendant. Okay. So, uh, I'll give you a hint. We may be talking about one of his descendants, the next one. <laughs> okay. Maybe the one that's dead. Dane? No, the one that I said was dead. Nathan. Oh, Nathan. Yeah. I was thinking of Nathan Summers when you said that, and I was like, nope, wrong Nathan. Nope, completely wrong Nathan. <laughs> totally different Nathan. He first appeared, well, first modern appearance was Marvel Superheroes number 17. But his first appearance, like ever, uh, was in 1955. Well, sorry, May 1955, issue number one. Of the Black Knight, the menace of Mordred the Evil, Ooh. and this was written by it was it was some of uh, Stanley's first work. Oh, uh, cool. This was back when, but uh, before uh, this was back when it was Atlas. It's before uh, before it was uh, Marvel. Yep, you have a, you have a link because we have Cover Piece Theater. Cover Piece Theater. To set the scene. Okay. Um, you have... I don't know if this is provable, but the phrase, the greatest knight of them all, <laughs> on the on the top. And you have, like, that very fancy font that you think of when you think, like, real fancy fonts. Yeah. Of Black Knight. And, like, uh, Sir Percy is, like, on the back of, like, a rearing horse. And it's, like... Share the thrills with the Black Knight rides. See the Black Knight combat Mordred the Evil, the abductor of King Arthur. And also the Crusader, this great issue. Is it? Oh, it's Modred. Modred. Modred? Modred? Modred. 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 Strike, Black Blade. The Black Knight challenges Modred the Evil. Ah, I don't like yeah. that. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. Yeah, but this is uh yeah, but this is some of Stanley's first work. He's got a jousting sticky thing. That's cool. Yeah, and and the uh the ebony blade. Which that- we will be talking about a little bit more. Very nice. So The abduction of King Arthur. Oh. So uh 
Yeah, and he, his final appearance, well, his first and final appearance as a living man was in Marvel's Superheroes number 17. So they were just like, hey, we're just going to bring this character back for one issue and then stab him, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, so. Sir Percy of Scandia was born in the castle of King Arthur Pendragon in England during the first year. For during the first years of King uh, King Arthur's reign in the sixth century A.D., Percy's father was a distant cousin of King Arthur Pendragon of Camelot, and was Arthur's allies during the uh, during the battle. In battle during the king's youth, as well as a friend of uh, friend of Arthur's advisor, the wizard Merlin. Now this is. Most this may be the uh, the the Merlin that was actually an alien pretending to be Merlin. I don't know yet, uh-huh. but but there but at one point the Merlin that everyone thinks of was actually an alien. Really? Yes. But only at one point, like the magic Merlin eventually- for a while. Okay. And he was actually using like alien technology to do magic. It was it's it's something. Okay. <laughs> When Percy was a child and Arthur sec- securely in power, his parents moved to their estate in Scandia, the area now known as Scandinavia. Following Merlin's advice, Percy's parents had the boy educated in all known forms of combat, which Percy proved to be a master. Merlin had plans for Percy, who won knighthood in his adolescence. For Merlin knew a great warrior would be necessary to battle the un in uh, the coming dangers to Arthur's throne, thus to stave off the fall of Camelot for as long as possible. Um, one of the principal sources of danger was Arthur's illegitimate son by his half sister, uh, Morgana Le Fay, hmm. um, in it's Mordred. So, the incest baby. Oh. Arthur welcomed Mordred into Camelot, where he was euphemistically referred to as the king's nephew. But Merlin knew that the Mordred would conspire to bring about Arthur's death and seize the throne himself. Um, Merlin needed a warrior who could stop Mordred, but whose identity would remain secret, so that Mordred could not have him killed. It's time them, like, really... Like, really hard into uh, King Arthur stuff right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Which would have been okay to talk about during the comic code at this point in time. Would have been or wouldn't? It, it, no, it would be. Oh, okay, yeah. Because the only, like, real violent stuff you can talk about in the early days of the comics code was the was stuff related to classic literature. Oh, Interesting. Yeah. Yes. That's also why we have the Magia instead of the ma- uh, the Mafia. Mafia, yeah. yeah. You told me this before. Yes. There's a way to get around it. So. Um, after the deaths of Percy parents, Merlin sent a message to Sir Percy, summoning him to Camelot, telling him what to do, what to do once he arrived there. At Camelot, Sir Percy sought and received sanctuary from King Arthur upon telling the 
upon telling the king that Sir Percy land in Scandia, was seized by the baron of Elmsor. In fact, the lands were under Sir Percy's, were still under Sir Percy's control. At the court, Sir Percy played the role of a timid fop upon Merlin's in, uh, instruction, so no one would suspect how dangerous an opponent Sir Percy would be. Then Merlin took Sir Percy aside and explained him the danger of that murdered pose, giving him armor and enchanted sword, the ebony blade, which he would use in his new identity of the Black Knight. The ebony blade. Yes. Is the ebony blade magical? It also may thirst for blood, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, over the following years, uh, the Black Knight foiled numerous plots by Mordred against the king. Although he was long unable to provide proof of Mordred's treachery to give king, uh, to King Arthur. The Black Knight also played a major role in defeating various other foes of Arthur and of Camelot. His greatest adversary was the sorceress Mor Morgana Le Fay, who was Arthur's half-sister and aunt of Mordred. Uh-huh. Wait. Wait. And mom, no? no? Mom? You know, she was... Wait. Mom. No, she was a mom. Wait. No, it'd be... Wait, it'd be... It'd be mom, aunt, and dad, uncle? No! <laughs> aunt. Aunt. And mom. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, it would be. Okay. Uh, after the Black Knight led... Arthur's forces in a tremendous battle against the forces of Mor uh, Morgana and Mordred, which ended uh, Morgana and uh, which ended in Morgana and uh, Mor uh, Mordred's uh, defeat. Merlin cast a spell preventing Morgana from physically existing in this dimension outside of the castle, which she was trapped in. Which I'm just saying, bold move. I mean, you <laughs> probably should have just started out with that. Totally. I mean, just saying, if you could be like, hey, you can't exist in this dimension. Not like, 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 outside of outside. <laughs> <laughs> he was, yeah, it sounds like um, when uh, Daenerys was in Karth and in the wizard's castle. Yeah, except that had like really no bearing on anything. It's weird. <laughs> this, it's is weird. It's like, this is also true. This is also true. <laughs> At some point of his career, Sir Percy of Scandia married King Arthur's ward, the Lady Rosebun, who he had revealed his secret identity to. Using the wealth from his estate in Scandia, built a castle now known as Garrett Castle in England, and there, and there he and uh, Lady Rosebun lived and raised their children. Finally, at the revelation of their affair between, of the affair between the king's wife and Sir Lancelot, through England in the Civil War, Mordred openly gathered armies and to led against the forces of King Arthur. Uh, Merlin's astral form appeared to the Black Knight and directed him to ride to Gas Castle Garrett, 
to plan strategy with Arthur for the final ba- for his final battle against Mordred's forces. Why was Mordred against King Arthur? Because isn't that his? Because dad? he was evil. Oh, that's it. No, no real, no real uh, rationale. Rationale, except he's evil, and it was prophesized. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was also raised by Morgana Le Fay and an incest baby. So you yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's something, something in in that circle of of reasons. <laughs> but due to the sorceress menace that attacked him along the way, the Black Knight was unable to reach Garrett Castle until after the final battle was fought. During that battle, Arthur and Mordred had mortally wounded each other. The dying Mordred ordered a few of his remaining men to bring him to Garrett Castle, where he could ambat. Ambush his other great foe, the Black Knight. Mordred learned that the attack that by Merlin's enchantment, the uh, Black Knight could not be killed as long as he held his mystical ebony blade, except by a weapon made of the same meteor as the blade. Uh-huh. Upon entering Garrett Castle, Black Knight was attacked by Mordred's men. The Black Knight drove them off, but Mordred stuck a. Uh, the Black Knight for behind it a dagger made from the same meteorite of the ebony blade. Mordred immediately died, and Mordred appeared before the, the dying Black Knight and cast a spell that would enable the knight's own spirit to return to Earth whenever Mordred's spirit returned to do evil. Bum, bum, bum. So what if he, like, accidentally dropped the sword? Could he be killed then, because he wasn't holding it? I mean, it's as long as he's holding it, so I guess if you, like, scare him real bad, and, what like, if he drops he, it. Yeah, what if he, like, was on a cliff and, like, was holding his sword, but then, like, fell off the cliff, like, 5,000 feet? He can't be killed while holding the ebony <laughs> blade. I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna take it as literal as possible. <laughs> okay. At this point, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So, I'm going to assume you could probably launch him into space, and as long as he does it, <laughs> like, over the blade, go throw him into a volcano. Duct tape that to your hand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just never let go of it. You're yeah. invincible. Well, actually, no, you can't be killed. So, but that means he could age with it. So, I guess eventually he would die, but he would be killed. He would just uh, die because okay. his body I shut down. I see the loophole. Yeah. Yeah. So, what you would do is you would. Drown him on a bottom of the lake, and like he'll be holding the sword, but eventually he'll just die because of old age. Yeah. And then you would find like an old man holding a sword on the bottom of the lake, being like, well, his death wasn't drowning. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> There's no water in his lungs. In the 20th century, a descendant of Sir Percy's, Nathan Grant, visited Garrett Castle and met the ghost of Sir Percy. Uh, Sir Percy presented Garrett with the opportunity to battle evil as a new Black Knight, but Garrett failed to prove worthy through his inability to draw the original Black uh, Black Knight's ebony blade from its scabbard near Percy's tomb. Hmm. But Garrett was inspired to use the scientific knowledge to launch his career as the criminal Black Knight. Ooh. After Garrett's death, his, su- his sister's son, Dane Whitman, adopted the role of Black Knight. 
but acted as a heroic crusader, not, uh, not as a criminal. Visiting Gary Castle, he inherited from his uncle. Whitman encountered Percy's ghost, and Sir Percy told Whitman of the Ebony Blade. When Whitman went to draw it from the scabbard, he, su- he succeeded where his uncle failed. After battling the demonic guardian of the sword, Whitman left the castle with the enchanted blade, and became, which became his principal weapon. From time to time, he would uh, need his ancestor's uh, counsel. He would summon Sir Percy's spirit by lighting a, uh, an enchanted brazier in a secret room in Garrett Castle. The spirit of Percy was bound to the so-called brazier of truth due to the curse on the ebony blade that prevented him from going to his proper place in the thereafter. Uh, Merlin created a bond between the sword and its wielder when he forged it. Mm-hmm. Although Sir Percy was one of the uh, one of the noblest and most heroic men of his time, he had he had to commit some evil deeds, presumably by taking other people's lives in combat. Mm-hmm. However, however justified these killings may have been. Uh, the evil cursed um, ebony blade introduced its uh, present wielder, Dane women, to commit further acts of bloodshed while he participated in the Crusades after he was sent back in time. Um, I'm going to say the fact that he f- fought for the Crusades was evil enough without, yeah. but you know, it's whatever. <laughs> it's just a, just you know, just a white, just a white guy kill a bunch of brown people for existing. You know, it's a tale yeah. as old as time. <laughs> After convincing, actually, you know what? Sometimes it wasn't even just brown people. Sometimes it was like the Jewish town next door to them. Yeah, well, like, was it? The Crusades were bad. Everyone it should was know that. Near and far, and just basically everybody else who like disagreed with them. You know, yeah, is like, my brief understanding of it's, the it's real bad. After Whitman, after convincing Whitman of the sword's malevolence, uh, Doctor Strange instructed him to purge the ebony blade of its curse by pl- plunging it into the brazier of truth. When Whitman did, shattering the brazier, thus freeing Percy's spirit from all ties of the earthly plane, uh, commending the current Black Knight, Sir Percy's spirits ascended to his reward. It's possible that Percy it now inhabits other world, the extra-dimensional world where. Uh, King Arthur and Merlin's daughter Roma dwell. Um, and that's a bunch of like mystical Captain Britain stuff that I never really got into. Captain Britain? Yes. Mm. think like he's like it's a bunch of stuff. Like I don't want to get into it. It's just okay. another like privileged white dude who like okay. blunders himself into power and expects everyone to treat him good. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, but that's pretty much that's pretty much Sir Percy of Scandia or Black Knight One. Black Knight One. All yeah. Right. So, the groundwork. Yeah, so um he's five eleven, which would have been tall for the time. Yeah. In the sixth cent in the sixth century. Massive. Yeah, like cause like the advertise during the eighteen hundreds was like five seven. I mean five seven for like dudes. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's maybe, a- yeah, okay, average. Average. Yeah, so like, yeah, okay. He would have been tall, like almost six foot tall. 
Like, yeah. I'm, no wonder he's a knight. Like, a lot of knights were just, like, knights because they had, like, access to, like, beef and, and like, milk so they could just be big boys. Big, get bigger, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he has blue eyes, blonde hair, and weighs 180. Okay. Yeah. So he had normal human strength whenever he was alive. Um, <laughs> yeah, he has, like, no superhuman powers. And we, and I would assume he didn't have any powers uh, except for being a spirit that was tied to a brazier that couldn't move. When he, yeah. When he was, you know, a good ghost. Right. A good, 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 good ghost. Sorry. Et cetera. Okay. Yeah. He was like good at like horse riding and, and swordsmanship and, you know, other stuff that you would do at the time that involves killing people. Did you say he was only around for one comic? No, modern appearance. He was around for one comic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Modern appearance. He was around. He was. He, he got around a little bit uh, later. Like, he's probably in around like 80 something. Okay. Issues and all. All right. That's a good run. And he kind of shows up here. He kind of shows up here and there. But um, though for the most part, it's just, you know, not like a super long run, but not anything like that's like nothing to scoff at. He also, so his weapon, the Ebony Blade, was forged by a meteorite from a meteorite by Merlin. It possesses a number of unusual properties. Some innate to the metal, others are magic. So it's really hard and invulnerable to all harm. It weighs around 50 tons. No, it's not 50 tons. Sorry. 50 pounds. I don't know why I said tons. Okay. 50 pounds. And the sword is able to cleave through any substance up to a foot thick steel. With the possible exception to adamantium and vibranium. I was going to ask. I was yeah. going to ask. Its mystical properties include immu- immuni- uh, immunity to magic. It can deflect mystical energies and shatter mystical barriers and shields. When angled a certain way, it can absorb energy. Ooh. It's not real it's not known if the later up capabilities of sword is due to physical properties of blade and metal or if it's the enchantment. That's so cool. Can the wielder des- decide like on the fly, like if he wants to or she wants to probably uh deflect or absorb the mystical energy, or is it just like up to the sword? I, I don't know, honestly. I think it's just like what the writer wants i really don't know (laughs) okay it's just situational yeah i guess it's situational and for some unknown reason contact with the ebony blade caused the gargoyle to change back from a stone his stone-like substance to his normal human form he also there's also like a magical bond between the sword and its prime wielder enabling the wielder through arcane means to transport himself magically to the sword or the sword to himself should the sword be separated? That's awesome. And also, there's also enchantment that the, the wielder of the sword could not be killed. Can be injured, but can be killed while huh. holding the while holding the uh, weapon while he carried it, except by a blade, except by a weapon made from the same meteor. Yeah, also right as it. 
Yeah. Due to the mystical bond between the blade and its prime wielder, evil acts of bloodshed committed by the sword will mystically taint the sword. Any blood. <laughs> uh, the, the blade will magically induce the wielder to commit further acts of bloodshed. It was purged by, like, you know, destroying the brazier of truth thing afterwards. So, yeah. That is the first Black Knight. So, are they still dead? But yeah, so so yeah, he's he's dead. He he's he's he still ghost. dead. Yeah. He's like super still dead. I think he's still dead. Also, you said that there's a Black Knight too. So <laughs> yeah, like he's super still dead. Like <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah, so this has been this Black Knight. Let's get to the plugs. Uh, I am Lindsay. Um, one of the hosts of Thirty Three Percent Pulp. We read pulp novels, divide them into thirds, um, read one third per host, and then recap the book for each other and the listeners um, one episode at a time. You can find us on Twitter at 33 underscore pulp, and on Instagram, we're at 33 pulp. Yep. Uh, my name is Jesse. I have another podcast called Creepy Critters, where I talk about cryptids in similar detail. Um, and I also have another podcast called Limited Theories, where I talk about Mostly Marvel series, issue by issue with my friend Rob. This has been Alphabet Flight. And please listen to friends name more. And don't toot that horn. Bye. Bye. Bye.